the Mel Gedroyd podcast. Hey there, it's Mel G, and this week on uh, my little podcast, which I'm quite proud of, really enjoy the podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about all green eyeliner, secret christenings, and killing house plants. Now, if you like the sound of that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. Uh, there will be more chat, I promise, and great songs thrown into the mix. All I want to tell you is I've just earned myself £5 for doing something fairly disgusting. Bush? Really disgusting. Did you think that I'd do it? No, I've learned this already today that you'll do anything for a dare. Do not dare Mel because she will do it. I would like a programme like Annika Rice used to have, yes. Challenge Annika, uh, involving dares. You being helicoptered around, uh, meeting <gasps> dares from the public. That would be amazing. I just dared you, just as a bit of uh, whilst the songs are on, uh, looking out the studio window joke, uh, to lick the muff, let me explain. Uh, the muff, obviously, is the sponge bit that goes on the microphone. Hundreds of different people come through the studio every week to record things. And you licked it. You yeah. licked the... Because you, because it was a dare and you offered me a fiver. Five pounds. Yeah. I notice in my hand uh, a piece of paper which says, I owe Mel five pounds uh, for licking the muff. Andy Bush. And then you've signed it. Um, a fiver would have been better, mate. You want the actual cash? Well, it would be better than just a piece of paper with an IOU on well, it. Well, I didn't want to put my hand in my pocket and just hand over a load of shrapnel. Is that what you want? You want shrapnel? Oh, I'd like a note. I'd like one of those fresh tallow-covered notes with Jane Austen on Although that's a dinner, isn't it? Is this, is this like a sideline uh, form of revenue for you? Yeah. Accepting dares off dares. people, doing it, getting the cash. How are you with dares? Never do them. Really? Never, ever do them. I can't. Oh, there's something about them. So if I was to say to you, truth or dare, which one would you genuinely go for most of the time? Dare, probably. Dare. Just the dare for the hell of it, even if the truth was easy to come out with. I don't like the truth. I think we've got to the crux of the problem. I like a dare, but not the truth. <laughs> Uh, no. You don't get five quid for the truth, do you, Mel? That's for no, sure. No, exactly. That's for sure. Oh, no, truth. Avoid the truth Avoid at the all truth. costs. If you take one thing away from today's show, let it be that moral message, kids. <laughs> Avoid the truth, do the dare. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, mate. I'm, sl- I'm feeling a little bit odd now. You've been doing some strange actions during that song. You know when a cat eats a load of grass and then does stuff in the garden, you think, what's it up to? Is it eating grass again? That's what you've been doing. You've been kind of like... <laughs> A lot of tongue coming out stuff. Hey, tell you what, on an interesting level, uh, you have swapped spit by licking the mic muff with a lot of interesting celebs who have been on the Magic Breakfast Show this Hang week. Hang on, Peter Purvis? No Peter Purvis, but uh, obviously with Ronan and Harriet, so a bit of spit going oh. on there. Was it Ronan or Harriet? I think from where you were sat, that was actually Ronan. Mm-hmm. That's Good. not bad, that's okay. not bad. But also, I'd have preferred Harriet's, but carry on. Yep. My- Michael Ball... <gasps> Ah, he's been in this week, and also he's very sibilant. There will have been a lot of ball spittle on the muff. There will have been uh, Alfie Bow. <gasps> you swap spittle with Alfie Bow. Bring him home. <laughs> this is going to make her do it again. Bring him. He's also Mr. Spittle. He's also quite spittly as the well. Singers for Pete's sake. And Hollywood uh, A-lister Andrew Garfield, aka Spider Man. What? Wow. Just tell me, out of the three of them. Ball, Bow, Garfield. Who's the most sibilant? I'm saying Ball. I reckon Ball. I, I'm going to go with Ball. I I'm saying well. the lion's share of spittle on the casing of the microphone that we call a muff is Ball. It's probably Ball. I wouldn't want to ring it out just to see. But <laughs> actually, this could be a weekly thing, Mel. Oh, you know, I've who got flu. Got next I'm week? getting flu. I've got my glands are up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, and now we're in poddy land. <laughs> the world of the pod. 
The pod. They are. Do you know Julian Barrett from The Mighty Boosh? Yes. Uh, used to have a very, very good sort of um, faux trance band called The Pod. Cracking. In the mid 90s, used to go to a fair amount of their gigs. Really? They were hilarious. What did, he, what did he used to play? Was he to play an instrument in it? Or? Oh, he played. Oh, no, it wasn't tabula. Somebody was on the tabula. Uh, I think he was just the vocalist, actually. What's a tabula? Tabula is that sort of Indian uh, drum. They sound good. Yeah. The pods, they were very, very strong. Julian Barrett, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, maybe you could reform the pod because I used to really enjoy it and so did my comedy partner, Susan Perkins. So if he reformed the pod, you and Sue could reform. What was your band called? Leatherhead. Oh my God, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Uh, Matey, big news on that score. Yeah? Leatherhead will be playing next year, you heard it here first, at my (laughs) birthday. Really? Oh yes, indeedy. The rebirth of Leatherhead will occur, and I've worked out the outfits already. That's amazing. It, it's the current climate for reunions of great bands, so this is this is it. You could play Wembley Stadium like the Stone Roses. Absolutely, mate. That is so cool. Or we could play the Leatherhead Thorndike Theatre if they'll have us. That'd be great. Maybe the Leatherhead Leisure Centre. Just tell us a little bit about your band. How many piece band is this? It's... So Leatherhead have only really officially ever played once. Right, okay. At my brother's 40th gig in his flat in Battersea. Okay. Uh, the lineup then was uh, Ms. Jackie Kloon on vocals, mm-hmm. my good self on drums, yep. Susan Perkins on lead guitar, yep. uh, Ms. Emma Kennedy on bass, she was a bit out of time, and my brother on keyboards. Wow, so it's quite a big band. The newly reformed Leatherhead, we have myself, Susan Perkins, and Emma Kennedy. Wow, it's a three piece like Nirvana. Thank you very much. But we. <laughs> Oh, Bush, I love your faith in us. But we do need a, a lead vocalist. I think we found that lead vocalist in the form of Rachel Davis, uh-huh. who is a delightful friend of ours. And she used to sing, I think she used to sing with the Super Fairy, Super Fairy Animals, actually. Wow, so she's got four. Oh, she's good. She's really good. She's good. And um, what kind of stuff are you going to be playing? What, what Describe your music, your influences. Uh, so our first gig will be at my <clears throat> birthday next uh, summer. Mm-hmm. And it will be, uh, we're definitely going to play 20th Century Boy yes. by T-Rex. We're definitely going to play Panic by the Smiths. That'll be good. Uh, probably going to play um, When You're a Boy, uh, David Bowie. Oh, yeah. Boys Keep Swinging. Uh, when you're a boy, you can... When you're a boy. It'll be better than that, obviously. Imagine, just even in that, that's like a brilliant teaser yeah? for the gig. So I think those three songs will definitely feature. There might be a song that we've written ourselves. Now, we are in talks with Ticketmaster about the release of the tickets. I know a lot of people, you know, you queue up for ages and then they're all gone. And we don't want to see the tickets surface on uh, third-party sites, do we, as well? We'll keep you posted about how you can get to this gig. To Leatherhead. Thank you very much. Sorry, I'm in the middle. You catch me in the middle of uh, writing something down in the ledger of legends. It's looking pretty good over there, isn't, isn't it? it? Uh, we had the yodeler last time, do you remember? Yeah. This is the book. This is our hefty tome where every week we nominate something that doesn't usually have a big fuss made about it. And it's nice to put it into a book as well. I don't know about you, I've started loads of those little moleskin books where I think, oh, I'm going to make notes and, and make wry ha- observations about life. You're obviously very middle-aged. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done that at all. I never complete them. I just do a couple of pages, then just leave it. So I feel like with the ledger of ledge, we're actually making headway. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was oh. really mean to you. Do you literally have a load of moleskin I books? Do. I do. Oh. I always think, oh, do you know what? I'm going to write a TV mini series. Do one page, leave it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do. What? I'm going to draw birds. I used to draw birds when I was a kid. Two pages of birds, of leave it. Of course, you used to draw birds, I used mate. To, pencil sketch, loads of birds. Obviously, the, the winged variety. <laughs> 
Not anything, not anything else. I wasn't mean yeah, I, like, I like to draw birds, you know. It's uh, something birds. I like to do at the weekends, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, Bushingtons, mm. you, my friend, are an artist. You're not only a fabulous broadcaster, you're an artiste and an oh, artist. Thanks, Mel. Yeah, I just want to get that out there. Because Thank you. Maybe some people don't know about that. Are you feeling bad now because you burned me about my yes, books earlier absolutely. on? Okay, fair enough. I'm just trying to... Uh, lick up to you as they say I think you've licked more than enough on today's show Mel thank you I feel slightly <laughs> glandular I know it's um, psychosomatic I, but I do feel a bit glandular I'll get you some echinacea it will be fine let's get in touch with Michael Ball's agent and see if he's coming down with something <laughs> and if he is then I'll know that I'm going to get it anyways uh, now listen up you oh drawer of of majestic uh, majestic things I've got something for you today it's going to be a bit tricky to draw in black and white okay that's all I'm saying right I want to nominate today for the ledger of legends or the ledge of ledge as we like to call it green eyeliner <laughs> green eyeliner green ruddy eyeliner gang so it you're, is you're saying it doesn't get the credit it deserves no it's absolutely brilliant it makes any eye look bigger it has a little bit of an 80s kind of throwback vibe. Right. Which we love, of we course. We love that. And I don't know, people just don't shout about it. Green eyeliner, man. What uh, environment or situation would you whack on as a girl a bit of green eyeliner? Uh, a weekday or a weekend. Is it like formal, maybe for like a, an interview? Or is it for a party? <laughs> maybe you ran at the Viscount's house. You know, Why guy... have you started doing that? <laughs> What's going on, Bush? Oh, Bush, it's what like, day is it? It's like Outbreak today. She licked the microphone muff of strangers oh. earlier on and slowly she's coming down with something. I feel a bit weird, Bush, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Bush, listen, we know it's the 28th of October. We know it's nearly Halloween. Yeah. But what day is it? You're not going to believe this, Mel. Come it's on. World Hug a Sheep Day. Hug a Sheep Day. <laughs> Wow. Encouraging you to go and hug sheep because they're just so cuddly and, oh, they're so cute. Are they friendly, though? I don't, do you know what? I genuinely don't know. Do you know what worries me a bit about sheep? And I see a lot of them up in the Lake District. Okay, try and look in a sheep's face <laughs> and the eyes uh, go to the... They, you can never see both of their eyes at the same time. They sort of go off... They're diverging off to the sides. So try and look in a sheep's face and check out how weird their eyes are. Yeah, they've got cold eyes. Well, you're not going to believe this. The first fact about sheep is, is about eyes. Oh, good. Sheep have excellent peripheral vision. Yes. Their large rectangular pupils allow them to see almost 360 degrees. You see, that makes total sense. They can see behind themselves without turning their heads. Would they look good in green eyeliner? I Probably. Don't, I don't know, maybe. Probably. Give it a go. Actually, don't give it a go. No, that's mean. That's uh, that's testing products on animals, Bush, would, and we exactly. do not approve of that on this show. That's how all that started. Fact number two, sheep and goats may look similar, but they're different species. What? Sheep have got 54 chromosomes, while goats have got 60. Final fact about sheep, they're intelligent. Not only can sheep recognise up to 50 other sheep faces and remember them for two years, but they can also recognise human faces as well. That is absolutely absurd. So the next time you try and put eyeliner on a sheep... Think about it. They know who you are and maybe where you live. That bush, this is all tremendous. Isn't Hug it? a sheep day, everybody. I wish I'd been a bass player, Bush. Oh, it's great playing bass. Do you play bass? Yeah. Do you? I used to play bass in the bands. Uh, Best instrument of the lot. You hide your lights under various bush holes. I certainly do, Mel. Certainly do. I didn't know you played bass. Yeah, I haven't played for quite a few years, but uh, we did all right. We were all right. My band back in the day, years ago. Are you high slung or low slung? Very low slung. Always low slung. Can't be doing the old you know, Mark King, Thunder Thumbs, oh. just under your chin. Oh, under your chin. horrid. Yeah. 
You go more for a sort of Susie Cottrow. Kind of, yeah. One of those. <gasps> Quite low. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bushy, now, listen. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you. I must ask you, how's your week been? Mel, thank you for asking. My week has had a shock in it. What? I've had quite a shock this week. What? Well, let me explain. Uh, we talked about this before on the show. My mum, Geraldine from Liverpool, quite religious. Yeah. A religious lady to yeah. the fact where she I was actually training to be a nun, but felt that she had a calling from above, wanted to have kids, and hence me and my brother were born. Oh. And she couldn't resist the allure of Nigel, my father, oh. obviously. Anyway, so there's been, been this bone of contention in our family for years where... Um, I've had a kid and my brother's got two kids, but we've never got any of them christened or baptised. <gasps> I don't know if it's uh, okay. a common thing as it used to be, yeah. christening, baptised and that yeah. kind of stuff. So, And, and I know my mum has always wanted them to be baptised, but it never kind of happened, so whatever. Last weekend, yeah. after this show, Saturday night, sat having a whiskey with my mum because uh, her and my dad were visiting. Aww. And I said to her, Look, I'm sorry that you know me and Simon never got the kids baptised, da 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 And she said, oh, don't worry about it, I did it myself. That's great. And I was like, sorry, what do you mean? She said, I baptised them myself. Mm. It's like, what do you mean? She said, and this is honestly true. My mum told me over a glass of whiskey that she got some holy water. I don't even know where she got holy water from oh. and baptised my daughter Erin yeah. and uh, her cousins, Katie and James, yeah. with holy water at home. So she did a, a nana home baptism on them. Isn't that unbelievable? I think it's lovely. Is it lovely? Yeah. I just, I need to speak to my brother about this, but I don't quite know where to go with this. This is unbelievable. Do you know what, Bush? I think that's rather lovely. You reckon? I think you're a bit freaked out, aren't you? Well, it's just that, you know, there's me, uh, you know, probably waving to them, thanks for looking after the kids, just going for a night out or whatever, and then she's got their head over the sink doing a holy water baptism christening. Maybe this is a common thing. Maybe secret Nana home baptisms are now, a, you know, a thing. I don't know if Geraldine has the power that maybe some other people would have in this uh, circumstance but it's a lovely little symbol though, isn't it? I don't know if she's taking requests. If you want to get your kids baptised, can't get a book in at church, pop round to Geraldine's house. I think it's I think it's perfectly sweet. Is that okay? Yeah. Does she, not... does, she, does she do exorcisms as well? <laughs> she probably does. She probably would. She probably would, you know. I th- Yes, I've got a funny feeling in one of the rooms in our house. Yeah? Yeah, just a little bit. And I'd quite like Geraldine to come over and um, do a uh, an event fielding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Slash Derek Akora. She'll probably see a couple of orbs. No, yes. I, I think get her booked in. Uh, rosary could, beads. Yeah. And she's clearly got access to holy water. Where would you get holy water from? Genuine question. Uh, You've you got to get holy water. Where would you get it from? Local Catholic church, probably. Really? Yeah. Siphon some off. Yeah. I hope she hasn't siphoned some off. What, the way people nick other people's petrol? <laughs> Start with a tube, do a suck, and then get it to go into a bucket that's placed lower because of gravity. Is that how you steal holy water? I love it. That's not I love really it. the way God intended, was it really? Does she approve of Halloween, Geraldine? We've got Halloween in three days. I don't know. This. I mean, this she wouldn't everything. like Halloween, would she? My <laughs> mum doesn't would. like Halloween. One little iota. Thinks it's kind of a bit of the devil. Do you devil know what? Really. I've made a pact with myself, not with the devil. I've made a pact with myself this year. I'm a little bit sick of providing bowl upon bowl upon bowl of trick or treat material at the door. Oh, yeah, I 100% agree with you. So do you know what I'm going to do this year? Go on. They're going to knock on the door as they do in their ruddy droves mm-hmm. and I'm going to say, trick. Oh, yeah, because this goes back to the daring thing from earlier on. I'm going to say trick, which means I will then have to perform a trick. What does that mean you get egged? Don't they throw eggs at you and stuff? I don't need to get hang egged. On, hang on, hang on. I thought, if I'm providing the treat, then I must also provide the trick. Is that no, not no right? they play the trick on you. You don't get to choose the trick. You get <gasps> tricked. Your ass gets tricked. Oh, I thought I had to provide a trick. Yeah, no, no, no. They don't want you to do magic trick on them. They're going to, like, egg your car or something. I was going to do my Marge Simpson impression. That's not going to cut it, Mel. Oh, nuts. You might want okay. to rethink that policy. Right, in which case, it's down to the news agents I go <laughs> for yet more 
but I've I've literally got I'm not joking I got them yesterday five enormous bags yeah I'm going to cobweb the front hedges and I'm going to put loads of little candles and also a fresh pumpkin uh, and I might give them a satsuma if they're very lucky oh there you go there we that's the spirit thank you thank you very much uh, I don't know how we got onto that but but we did and it was a lovely thing <laughs> Um, now, Bushingtons. Yes. Are you able to keep houseplants alive? Uh, if so, how long have you had your oldest one? I have killed every <laughs> single plant I've ever had in my life. Same. Not the outdoorsies, but the indoorsies. Indoorsies, it's just like slaughter. I've got an orchid on the go at the moment, and I can see already I'm doing everything it says to do to keep an orchid going. <sighs> including buying the very, very overpriced orchid food. I'm sorry I've taken over your answer. No, no, no. It's, this is exactly what we're talking about here. And it's drooping and going brown. I thought orchids are the ones that are supposed to be quite hardy and, and they're easy to keep, no? They're a bit fragile, mate. They're expensive as well, though, right? Expensive. I just, I can't, I just can't keep them alive. I bought uh, my daughter Erin a Venus flytrap. <gasps> Died within days. Oh, no. Just keeled over. It couldn't even be bothered to eat any flies. Did you overwater it? I don't know. I don't know what we did. Did you feed it flesh? Didn't feed it flesh. Because it might need that to keep going. Give really? it some mints, some raw mints like a baby bird. Imagine being caught by a member of your family feeding mints to a Venus flytrap. Ah! Cry for help. But maybe that's what it was, though. Maybe they do need a certain amount of flesh every day to keep going. I don't know. Look it up, Bush. I don't know. We're both plant killers. Oh, let, Right, we need to work on that. It's a very, very good question. Very good I question. don't recognise that writing. Who does that belong to? I don't know. Whoever it is has got a left-hand tilt to their writing. I'd say it's an older person. Yeah, it does look like older person's writing. Quite spidery. It's not modern, is it? It looks like a note that might be pinned to a neighbour's fence about the height of their hedge. Ah, you you mm. nailed it. Kind Thank of complainer. Neighbourly complainer. Good. Um, it's Mel G on magic. Any sharpened objects, remove them. Anything uh, breakable, remove it. It's time for Tell Mel. You can ask me anything. Hey Mel, it's Wesley. So I got a bit of a cheeky one. I got a girl that's coming round to my flat tomorrow and I was just wondering what sort of things I could leave lying around to make me look good. Well, Wesley, I can think of things that I would not leave around to make uh, you look good. For example, your old undercrackers. Those need to go very much into the wash or just put them under your bed so she can't see them. Wesley, Wesley, don't try too hard. Don't put the complete works of nature out. She'll only get bored. Put out some light snacks, a little bit like in the film E.T. Lay out some M&Ms in a nice little trail towards the sitting room because presumably that's where you'll want to be. Next, please. Hello, Mel. It's Pete here. Now, don't judge me. I bought a pack of mince pies and I ate them all watching telly yesterday. Does this make me a bad person? Pete, you are bad on so many levels. Eating a mince pie at the end of October? How dare you, Pete? Eating them all on your own? Even worse. Pete? That is absolutely terrible. Now, I would say to you, do not buy mince pies until the 1st of December. Make them. They're much better made. Don't buy them for a start. Oh, Pete, I, 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 you've actually sent me into a spiral. Next, please. Oh, Pete. Hi, Mel. It's Lucy. My other half always refers to Tesco as Tesco's and it winds me up. It's quite clearly Tesco. Should I make a thing of this or should I let it slide? Chuck him, Lucy. Chuck him. Anything grammatically wrong within a relationship, they have to go. People that, <laughs> people that put an inverted comma, you know, that single comma, I've forgotten what it's called, where it shouldn't be. For example, if he were to say or she were to say, this is Lucy's and not put the comma, then that would be wrong. He has to go or she. I don't know what sort of relationship you're in, but really, this must stop. 
Oh, thank you so, so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, I do love the podcast. Thank you for listening. Hear more lols and bants and just <laughs> uncanny stuff like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroich Podcast. 